This is the Toddcast Podcast. I'm a guy named Todd. And I'm a guy named Aaron. Join in our conversation as we discuss anything and everything. Pointless debates, music, Star Wars, nerd culture, and so much more. There are no scripts, no show notes, commuters, sit back and enjoy the ride. The Toddcast Podcast starts now. Good morning. No, it's not necessarily morning. I'm going to start over. Okay. I suck. <laughs> well, that's all right. Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast. I've got Eric with me. Eric, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic this morning. Fantastic. That is that is wonderful, wonderful to hear. Today, we're diving once again into the, the dusty backseat and rear storage area of the Hersey Hobby Wagon. What sort of thing do you think that we're going to find today, Eric? Well, Todd, you know, as I reached back there, um, I did realize that the car was very hot today. And I did uh, place my knee on one of those metal buckles and, and burnt, burnt, burnt the knee hardcore. Those old station wagons were not made for, you know, the summer months. Oh. Um, but I did muscle around. I found, you know, I found some of the greatest, greatest toys of all time. Absolutely. Todd, what, did, what did you just pull out? So what we have here are the classic... Kenner Star Wars action figures and playsets and ships and all the other things that that filled our youth throughout our entire growing up experience. I'm I'm pretty sure yours for sure. Absolutely. If I think back to you know the toys that I had as a kid, I think the original Star Wars action figures, the little little Luke and Leia and, and Chewbacca and whatnot. I know they weren't my first toys. I'm sure I had all sorts of little little kid toys prior to that but the first ones that actually left an impression and stuck around and that i enjoyed the most were definitely those little dudes and you lucky devil that you are being 10 years younger than me Very pretty lucky. much inherited all of those as i slowly grew out of it so yeah they were um they were older than i was so i've had them from before i was born right <laughs> right so Although I don't That's... know necessarily when they passed, they transferred ownership. I don't know when you filled out all the paperwork and we had to go to the, the Kenner DMV or whatever <laughs> and take a number and get everything transferred over. Um, That's right. Needless to say, no, these were fantastic toys. It's probably one of the best uh, finds in the hobby wagon that you and I both appreciate on equal levels. We're at most yeah. of the point now we've been, you know, you found your comic books. Sure, I appreciate them a little bit, you know, but not as much as. As, as you and, you know, I, I doubt you cared much about rollerblades whatsoever, but uh, now it's we are a hybrid where this is equally yours and mine, even though you, you had first. I probably might have even played with them longer, you know, in terms of um, oh, yeah, playtime, right? You had you had earlier access to them in your life because yeah. I'm trying, well, I don't know, because I, w- I would say I remember getting my first ones. It would have been it would have been the late 70s. It would have sure. been, it would have, it would have, I would have been like four maybe when I first got them. And I don't, I don't know at what age you would have really found interest and started playing with them and, or that I would have let you play with that's, them. That's, that's because, because that's the thing. Like, yeah, I might've been 14 and a little bit past the playing with action figures stage, but they were still important and valuable to me. And I don't know that I want my kid brother, you know, gnawing on them, screwing them up ruining them for me that's a possibility there's definitely a possibility there well you know in 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 toy lore you know we we talk about toy story and andy was the original owner 
you know, right. buzz and such things. But then he, they passed that off, and I can't remember the little girl's name. The, that's the question. But to, Andy always felt that Woody was or, or Woody always felt that Andy was the owner. So the question is, right. did you know? Did the Ewoks truly feel that you were the owner all all along, even when I was playing and I was just an imposter? Who knows? But uh, I would say for those not familiar with Kenner, you know, luckily, luckily, I brushed up last night. I watched a documentary you can find on Amazon Prime. It's called Plastic Galaxy. It was made in oh. 2014, and it is the story of Star Wars toys and Kenner. And I know you're a fan. We're, we're both kind of fans of the Toys That Made Us series that's on oh, Netflix yes. that also oh, yes. co- covers Kenner. And as mentioned in the Plastic Galaxy movie, it basically says if you have a book on any type of toys making history, there's normally a chapter on Kenner toys, uh, Star Wars specifically, because it changed the game. Oh, absolutely. I mean, nowadays, if you produce any sort of film or TV series for the young folk, you just know they're going to come out with toys for it. And those toys are probably going to do you know, fairly well. But the Star Wars was very groundbreaking in that regard. There were occasionally licensed toys prior to that, but they tended to not do terribly well. Star Wars just, just blew the hinges off of that whole thing and, and started. I mean, and basically, like when George Lucas did Star Wars and did up all the, the legal paperwork and everything that goes with it, for you know the the toy rights he's like oh no those are mine and it's my understanding he dang near funded empire strikes back and return of the jedi largely in part due to the money he made off of the dang toys it's remarkable yeah i would say that he was (laughs) and i don't know i mean it's tough to say that he knew this was going to happen or projected it or what because it hasn't been done like there were no toys from other movies that really did well so i think maybe he was just like well hey at least if this because I think everybody was saying not necessarily the movie was going to plop, but it was just a long shot for it to be successful. Right. And I think, oh, yeah, you know, I think he just was like, well, at least I can get some money if, you know, a little bit out of this for the pain and suffering that he might have to endure. Luckily for him, it just was <laughs> the exact opposite. And the movie was hugely successful, um, which I think then shifted. It wasn't a matter of that toys were found first and then people saw the movies. I mean, uh, it was probably the, you know, it was obviously the movies and then the toys because the toys weren't even available, right? Oh, no, no. I mean, that was, I mean, if, you, if you're looking at the history of them, that's, to me, one of the interesting things is, you know, he, he had the rights to the, to the toys and he went to go, you know, shop around for somebody to make them. And I guess the first, I forget who it was, but the first company he wanted to do it, they're like, nah, we're good. We're not, we're not interested and then then he went to Kenner and they're like yeah we're we're into it and like they could not possibly make them fast enough to hit the demand and the first actual Star Wars Kenner product that was sold was basically an empty box the mm-hmm. the, hol- the holiday gift set that was you know a fancy box with a basically a, a certificate inside that said yeah once we actually have these manufactured We'll we'll get these out to you. Fill out this thing, send it to us, and we'll we'll ship them off to you once they're actually ready. Which is not yeah. how I got my first ones. I was a little late because that was in '77, and I wasn't at two. I don't know that action figures was necessarily the move. No, <laughs> no. So it was, still like blocks. It was, <laughs> right, right. Um, so you know, for me, I was I I got into it a little little later, you know. But I, I, again, it was I'm trying to think because I remember I had I had Luke. I had Darth Vader. I feel like I had Princess Leia. 
and I think that maybe there was Obi Wan as well. And I just loved loved the loved the shit out of them. Like it was it was awesome. They were for they were the first. So before this, most toys were a little bit more like Barbie size. I think right, like they had the GI Joes and stuff like that. And then, oh yeah. And then and I imagine He Man were further out. You know. Those oh yeah. Are like that's... two icon. But these were you know smaller, and they became the you know the set size. I mean, in future years, GI Joe emulated, and they were near identical in size. But I believe the Star Wars Kenner dolls, which are probably about maybe the size of a normal person's, you know, maybe like index or middle finger, maybe a little larger, but they're not, you know, what, three, four inches. I think um, yeah, like, yeah, three, three and a half inches tall. Yeah. Gen- yeah. Generally so, speaking. Yeah. But yeah. before that toys were a lot larger, you know, and these were kind of groundbreaking in that aspect. And I mean, I just, in general, they, once the movie hit, like you wanted these guys and they're for original, I think at 12, the originals, you know, they had the R2D2, C3PO's, and you know, several bad guys like stormtroopers and so forth. So uh, they were, you know, groundbreaking. And then from that point on, they just sold like hotcakes, as the young yeah. kids say. You know, the young and, kids love talking about their hotcakes. Don't we all? Uh, yeah. So, so they just in I, they mass produced, and you had you you mentioned earlier how many did they end up with total? Was it in the hundreds? Uh, when I looked at this in Wikipedia the other day, I believe the end count of single figures was, I want to say something like 97. Let's call it a hundred. I don't remember yeah. the exact total, but let's, let's well, call it a hundred. And that was for figures that were sold individually, you know, mm-hmm. on the, on the, the, you know, the card backers, little plastic cube that they came in that doesn't count figures that were created as like part of sets so like for example max rebo and his band you didn't buy those three people individually you bought a set that was all three of them and so those three aren't part of that list if that makes sense so that's definitely 100 plus then because we just figured yeah yeah because there's 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 a bunch of others that weren't part of that um and it was cool because when you when you get the star wars guys they said they come on a you know a card a piece of cardboard with a little plastic bubble on the front that they were in and on the back it showed a picture and listed here's everybody that there is available and obviously as they expanded the range they had to print new backs and i think when it was all said and done it was like 97 people on there yeah and i kind of <laughs> yeah and well i mean it's 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 almost like having the <laughs> It's you get your toy and oh by the way here's a catalog for you to you know mm-hmm. covet after the rest of them <laughs> packaged right in with it oh yeah it was it was it was quite effective um, and when I was going through that list I kind of did sort of a mental tally of yep I remember having that guy that guy that guy I think we I think it ended up being like forty some of them which seems low to me like I feel like we had dang near all of them but no there were quite a few that we didn't. Or that I didn't. There may it may be that you might have gotten some after I'd kind of outgrown them, but whew, I, we had I, a we know, had a lot of them. I can say that'd that be much. Tough. It'd be tough for me to think that we got I got some. I don't ever recall buying a action figure. You know, you got to mind mind you. I by the time I would remember this stuff, it'd have been the '90s. So so Star Wars would have produced its last Kenner figure, what in '80 mm-hmm. something. You know, I guess so. Yeah. I, I guess if true. I bought any, it would have been like. Uh, you know, pre-owned, 
or <laughs> right. I can't even imagine they would have, you know, I've been to toy stores and it's just like, here's a very, very, very old toy that never sold. You know, it's like a generic character from a offbeat movie that they bought and it just sits in the clearance rack forever. Right. I just don't think star Wars would have ever done that. Cause I think even by the nineties, there was a nostalgia feeling towards them. And it's just like, yeah, we wouldn't, you know, <laughs> this yeah, is star I mean, Wars, we better buy that. We know now that these Kenner toys are groundbreaking and it's probably nice to have a mint in condition, not opened, whatever. Yeah. Even if it no, was you, just the star, the generic, you know, uh, bad guy, the bucket head or whatever, you know, which is probably not your favorite. For, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I actually do remember growing up, hitting some that were like on clearance but i think that was less less about you know oh these aren't a thing and more of a well this is a really oddball character that this particular store overstocked on and we mm-hmm. just need to clear the inventory so yeah here's here's your you know yak man figure for a buck <laughs> sort of a deal um which i didn't you care. wish i'm like you wish yeah, you could I, get I, yak yeah. man for a buck <laughs> right you wish right. he's he's a, he's i think one of the more rare ones now yeah, yeah that, no, you, more it's like a medical droid. <laughs> right, yeah, like, like, yeah, they're like, oh, here's here's an action figure. What is he? He's a cylinder with a bunch of little plastic arms radiating out from the center. Yeah, I'll take it. Like, yes. oh, yeah, we absolutely had. Like, like there was not a Star Wars figure that I would have been like, nah, you know what? I'm good without that dude. Like, I, I don't care. I, I will yeah. have them all. It was, it was fantastically good stuff. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, even having half 40 plus, you had some vehicles. And, you know, we didn't throw that in there. And as I watched these documentaries, and, of course, I dove into, you know, the sinkhole of, like, let me pull out Google and look at all these things. It's kind of, you know, because it's kind of fun because you knew you had them. And when you see them again and, and, you know, in in some type of picture format, it brings back all the feels. And then I started seeing all these play sets. I'm like, geez, there was a ton of play sets I didn't even know existed. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, we had, like, a Hoth play set. I remember that. Yep. Um, yep. And then and then we had the uh, Dagobah, uh, right. and oh, the, I'm I'm thinking there was another one, but I didn't know they had like an Ewok village, and I didn't know they had like a Droid Depot type thing, and and several others, you know. So I'm like, wow, I did not realize that there was as many playsets. Um, but you know, when it comes down to, it, they were printing money at that point in time. You know, pretty, pretty much. That's that's pretty much what that was. It was, well, and they they had all sorts of official playsets. They also had a bunch of like Sears or J.C. Penney exclusive situations. Oh, yeah, that you'd see in the you know in the the wish books at Christmas, you know, and like, yeah, pretty much every vehicle you can think of or spaceship or whatever. Like, ever since Empire Strikes Back came out, little tiny Todd wanted nothing more in the world than to get an AT-AT. Like there's oh, yeah. no way you could have possibly have made me a happier child than to show up with an ad at, but that's an expensive freaking thing. Like, I don't know what they cost at the time, but sure. it might as well have been a million dollars and obviously never happened. And there's still a part of me that, you know, in my, <laughs> in my 40 something, you know, midlife crisis state, hmm, I've got money. I wonder if I can get me an ad at, and I just, and then I'm like, nope, I'm not going to look because I'm going to find it. It's going to be stupid expensive. I'm going to feel like it's worth it. I'll get it. It'll show up. I'll be like, oh, I've finally gotten it. And then it'll collect dust and for nothing. Like, it, it, you, you can't buy some memories. You know what I mean? But... Yeah. Yeah. And you're right about all of the above. With the, <laughs> with the exception that it might, I, I think it is worth it. 
to you, right? <laughs> like that, that, that's the thing is, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's not going to be worth it to most people, but sometimes you just want to like tick off that box. <laughs> I have achieved this. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, kind of, you know, and fill out some, you know, that's the big danger. And I was, I was going to bring it up after the break and I think I still will. We're going to take a break okay. and then I'll bring it up so I can make that happen. Good plan. When buying clothes, you have choices. You can be stylish, be trendy, be outspoken, but those are all the wrong answers. We want you to be like Justin Benline. Be beige. Why show personality in your clothing when you can lock yourself away and be forgotten? Franchise 10 Apparel has been bringing the best clothes and accessories that'll never be seen. Even hermits wear shirts. Visit justinbenline.com and save 30% off the Justin Benline collection. JustinBenline.com. No personality, no problem. Be beige. So the dangers here. You and I both have talked about this in the past. Kenner Toys. There's. They're not. They don't take up a ton of space. There. There are. There is a. Uh, a de- like an actual number. You can collect them all. It is officially possible. It's not like they keep on making and stuff like that. Right. Um, but. If you would start to collect, which I've thought of multiple times, and I'm sure you have as well. <laughs> right. Boy, how much money are we going to have to spend to get this collection done? You know, because there, there's oh. only so many in the world. And we know that they, it's not like you're going to find somebody that doesn't feel they have value. You would, you know, you'd have to search forever. And there's still always that possibility that you're never going to get the full collection. And you, well, you would have and- to accept that. You'd also have to be real careful how you define the full collection. Like if you're like if you say, okay, I'm gonna take you know the last, the last one they produced, you know the card back from that. Okay, this has 97, and you're using that as your checklist. That's probably doable. Sure. If you if you if you adopt more of a absolute completist perspective, uh, you're screwed. You're like, oh well. One of the famous examples is the Snaggletooth. When they first produced him, yeah, he was only available in one of those Sears special kits that was mm-hmm. Cantina Aliens, and he was super tall and he was wearing a blue outfit. Yes. Well, then Lucas or somebody's like, yeah, no, this dude is a short guy in a red outfit, and they stopped making him. So the blue Snaggletooth is like super rare. So you're not getting that unless you want to. You're spend not in, right. thousands or like or like you know the they, Boba they, Fett. The Boba Fett, like originally, but when Boba Fett you know came out. He, he premiered in the holiday special, which we all know and love and revere as as holy work, obviously. Oh, absolutely. But the way they first introduced his action figure was a, hey, kids, buy, buy other action figures, cut out the proofs of purchase, mail them in, and we'll send them to you. And the original design for him had his little rocket firing, and they changed their minds due to safety reasons. Well, there are some prototypes of those out there that you will sacrifice your first three children in order to fund. Mm-hmm. If that, if, if you must have that to complete your collection, you're in for a rough go. Yeah. But like if you're just trying to get all of the main toys off the back of the card, that seems doable, but uh, I don't I think know. it's still going to be pretty I, pricey. Oh, it's going to be pretty difficult. Expensive. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean like that is going to be a quest and you are going to spend much, much, much money. For sure. I got to wonder I just, how much. I, 
Yeah. I feel like I've just got better things to do or, or more <laughs> different things to do with my time. Yeah, you know. I'm going to look. I'm going to see what the common price. So, and I mean, I don't know. Let's see here if we can just find out how much some of these cost. So here's, and I'm imagining like, yeah, I mean, Snaggletooth, 15 bucks. I'm wondering if these are recreations, though, you know, 22 bucks for Jawa, 46 bucks for C-3PO, Han Solo for 30. So, I mean, it, if you're saying 20 bucks per figure, but I can't imagine, I, I can't imagine that these are, are originals. I don't know. You know, I'd have to look at it and say, you know, or these are just like, you know, I could see you can get the Max Evo eh. band for 62 bucks. I don't know. I mean, maybe, I, that, I maybe mean, it's less expensive than I thought. Well, I mean, I've been to, you know, in fairly recent times, I've been to, like, comic book shows. Mm -hmm. Sure. And there's a lot of crossover between comic books and gamers and, you know, vintage toys. Like, it's all dudes my age. Like, sure. oh, you like comics? Oh, I bet you also like Star Wars. Here, remember this figure that you grew up with? Like, so you see booths where they have those. And, like, 20 bucks is possible for some rando, either super comp, like a stormtrooper. That there sure. were like a gazillion of, or like I said, you know, oh here's Prune Face, this character that shows up for two seconds in the movie and no one really was super interested in the toy and somebody just happened to have it, and like they're not, they're not mint condition, like they're not even in their cards. It's just like the figure, no weapon, yeah. no accessories, just he he <laughs> he looks a little dirty, you know, but for for twenty dollars he can be yours, and there are people. And I'm not saying I'm not one of those people. I very well could be. There are people who will happily throw down $20 for that rando figure just to recapture some of their, you know, memorabilia. Like, it, like I said, it's dangerous. You and I have talked about this a bunch yeah. where it's, mm, do we, don't we, should I do that? Is that just going to send me down a, a horrible path of just burning money <laughs> and driving well, myself crazy? Or do I just say no and skip it? And I go back and forth. If it's all, if they're all 20 bucks, let's say on average or whatever, that's still $2,000 just on the initial guys. So, <laughs> right. I mean, and that's not, right. and you know, Darth Vader or some of these other ones are more expensive and more rare. And then you have to say to yourself, all right, this one's not that great a condition. And then you find one that says, oh, look at this guy. You know, it's right. just, it gets a bit ridiculous. And well, and especially, so, especially when you're somebody like you or me who have something of a collecting issue. Yeah, and needs to be a completist and wants the best of it. Like I said, I might very well start off saying, okay, I'm going to collect the original 97. Good deal. Well, once I get there, or if I am at some sort of store and they do have, you know, oh, well, here's the blue Snaggletooth variant and he's there. And I've got the money. And then you do it and then, okay, well, that's out. Like it just, it's a very slippery slope for me. Yeah. That yeah. Just, that'll just slide you into the bowels of hell. You're right. Luckily, we found all 97 in the back. Well, actually, all 40 in the back of the, the <laughs> hobby wagon. We don't have to worry about this. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's dangerous. I've thought about it multiple times because these are like the iconic toys. And, and you know, I, as I'm sitting here on eBay looking at some of these, I'm like, man, you know, this could be doable. But then again, it's just <laughs> it's smart not to. Don't don't yeah. open that can of worms. Yeah. yeah. It's Pandora's box right there. Yeah. Not, I was thinking... Good. I was also thinking, so um, I don't know about you, but, I, you know, I have vivid memories. If there's toys that I remember playing with, it's probably these and uh, several others. But I do have vivid memories of um, creating, you know, different villages and so forth. And I would like to share some of the normal uh, aspects. We had 
a uh, I guess a, it was like an elevated garden type thing in the backyard at our our Martin's Ferry house. Yeah. It where we they were our dad would plant uh, tomatoes, uh, you know, uh, right. plants. Tomato plants. So yeah, well that was the Forest of Endor um, many times, and there were right. many burials of of Ewoks. <laughs> And oh, yeah. I, I can't help but think that if that house was still standing and Todd didn't accidentally burn it down in, in <laughs> <laughs> just by just by living there, right. um, that I think, dude, if I went back there and dug up all the soil, I guarantee I could find it in Ewok. Because I, I just feel like, you know, young Eric <laughs> burying stuff probably didn't realize, all right, where did where did I bury it? Where, you know, it, you know, and just forget about it. Um, oh, yeah. And I, you know, I, if if that house was still standing, I'd be tempted to talk to the owner and be like, "Hey, I got to do a project here. I believe I lost something very valuable." And then I'd pull out <laughs> the Ewok chief. But that yeah. was. Do you have any vivid memories of uh, your your toys, or did you make any, um, I guess, any lands or anything that you can remember in your? <sighs> I mean, I guess specifically, it's been so long; it's hard for me to remember. But I mean. I I attribute a fair bit of my creativity and storytelling to those little three inch figures, because you know you, the, the, yes they're all based off of you know a movie and characters in a movie, but I never once like just sat down to recreate the scenes from the movie. Like sure they i told you know they went on their own adventures and stories and i remember you know lining up all the bad guys on one side of the living room and all the other good guys on the other side and there are all sorts of plots and schemes and, and adventures made up on the fly and and run through like it was one of those things that i had star wars like everybody every young boy my age at that time had star Wars figures like, you know, and you'd bring them to school or, you know, somebody would have a party mm -hmm. or whatever and you'd go over and play. And it was good times. Cause you know, not everybody had the same ones. Oftentimes that's how you got to see and play with, Oh, I don't have a scout trooper. Cool. Like, you know what I mean? But it was one of those things to where, you know, when we'd get together to play and you're making up these stories together you know, sometimes it would be good because you guys would agree, okay, I'm going to do this. And then you go, okay, well, I'm going to do this. Like you took turns figuring out where the story went. Yeah. But then you always, you always had that one friend who felt like he needed to be the director. Like, okay, sure. I'm going to do this. All right, well, then I'm going to do this. And then you do this. And like, like this is not fun. Go away. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, like, I can't remember any of the specific storylines. I'm sure that they were epic to me at the time and might have been pretty good. I don't know. I can't remember. But, that's tough yeah i don't remember story yeah. so much as i remember like i always remember if, if somebody got like a anything in a big box that had uh the styrofoam the white hard you know like oh yeah the four styrofoam that stuff oh yeah really easily and, oh, and quickly instantly that's yeah. what that was yeah so i mean i to this day i still don't know why you know kids <laughs> don't make it hoth for what whatever toys <laughs> it's an instant hot playset, and you know the bigger the items that you get, I mean, it was really cool and elaborate because you would have these tunnels and so forth. So, oh yeah, I always thought that was fantastic. It made a mess, you know. You had white little bubbles, you know, all over the carpet, but oh, nonetheless, yeah. that was always the absolute best hoth. And um, yeah, and you had the Millennium Falcon, which you passed down, so yeah. you could really fly anywhere, and that was, you know, ultimately oh, running yeah. around the house with the Millennium Falcon, which was that was a pretty awesome playset. Oh yeah, 
Well, I, re- I remember one Christmas. It was like the epic Christmas because I came down and I got the Millennium Falcon and an X-Wing and Darth Vader's TIE Fighter, like all in one Christmas. It was wow. it was just it was just crazy. And it was just good. It was just good for the imagination because, yeah, I just run them around, you know, and I'd have, you know, that's the X-Wing running after the TIE Fighter and vice versa. Sure. And the TIE Fighter had a feature where, like, you push these little buttons and the wings popped off. Yeah. Like, they ejected out the sides, like, to, you know, for combat damage or whatever. And, you know, you, you can only do that so many times over, you know, concrete or asphalt before something breaks. And, like, the little, the little sprue that goes into the body of the TIE Fighter mm-hmm. broke away from the actual wing segment. And, you know, there's only so many times mom or dad is willing to glue that back on for you. But that didn't stop me. It's just, okay, this is now a tie pod. And it was just like the ball (laughs) with the two, like it just didn't have the wings on it. And, you know, I now instead of hitting the button because it took damage, it's these are missiles. Like you just, you just ran with it. And it was fantastic. Yeah, no, there was, uh, there's something about it. You know, when you're talking about playing with friends and them directing, I don't ever recall a good experience playing with toys with other people. I think toys were <laughs> no. one of, like, I just think it was one of those things where I would play with toys on my own and create whatever yeah. storylines that I had going on and whatever seemed to work. And yeah, the the whole, you know, you play play outside, play sports and stuff with friends. Action figures are for yourself and yeah. your own storylines uh, that you can create. And I think there was none better than the Kenner toys, nonetheless. Um, now, what I realized is there were a lot of toys that you had that never made it to me. So, uh, you know, like I never played with an X-Wing or a TIE Fighter. The, you know, there were, yeah, I there don't, were some I mean, that made it. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the TIE Fighter, like I said, it lost its wings. And then I played with some more. But, you know, I, after so long, there's only so far those things can hang out. Yeah, I don't think the X-Wing or TIE Fighter ever made their way long enough. They didn't survive to you. Did you get your hands on the Falcon? Did that I make did. it through? Yeah, that did. That did. It was beat up a little bit, um, but it did make it through. There were a few. I mean, I think Job of the Hut scene. Like yeah. we actually had two of those, oddly enough. Oh, like did we? Little, yeah, I don't know how, um, but oh. that did make it through. Um, I do recall, and this is kind of a weird memory because I don't remember how it worked. You purchased the Rancor, but this was when oh, yeah. I was older. And you were maybe in high school. I don't know. Um, yeah. But I don't I know if it this. was a gift to me or it was just in, in my brain it was intended as a gift. Either way, I played with it. Uh, but oh, the yeah. Rancor was like new-ish. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how you got him. It might have been at a comic book convention or something. But that was um, that was pretty cool. So he was in immaculate, you know, um, you know condition. Yeah. He was, um... Yeah, because I was about to say the Rancor is the one thing that I think we had that I acquired after I'd stopped playing with them specifically yeah. to to give to you. And no, my uh, my buddy Mike. So this would have been, I don't know, eighth grade, freshman year of high school for me. He had it sitting, you know, from from when he was, he, you know, from when he was young, whatever. And it was in good shape. And I'm trying to remember. In all honesty, I think it's entirely possible that I purchased that Rancor from Mike to give to you for some birthday or Christmas or whatever. That sounds I think, right. I think, I think I bought that from him with experience points and gold. 
Like, oh, I think boy. we were playing D&D, and I was the dungeon master, and I'm like, I'll give your character an extra level if you let me let me have that guy for my kid brother. And, like, he went for it. Because I didn't have any money at the time. Like, I can't That's imagine awesome. how I could have actually paid for it. <laughs> um, but well, I think there was some sort of role-playing game barter situation oh. that went down. Well, fantastic. Um. <laughs> yeah, now that, that's, uh, that's wonderful stuff there. Uh, the Rancor was awesome. I do recall also you purchased the Bounty Hunters. Now, this was later. I think you went to a – we went to a comic book convention. You took me there for playing cards, and yeah. I believe you purchased the uh, – because we did not have – we had Boba Fett, and I believe that was it in terms of Bounty Hunters for what made it to me. Well, you know, Granny, oh, you might have had, a... I had I had most, if not all of them at one point, whether or not they survived to make it to you, I guess. They did question. not. So... Boba Fett was the only bounty hunter that made it to me. But okay. in in later form before, you know, we'll tell the tragic tale of these before they were just recovered in the hobby wagon. Um, in later form, we did have there was Bosk, uh, Dengar. You bought them all from a comic book convention type thing. Right. And then that's they ended up with my collection, which means you must have bought them in high school, college. You didn't take them. You left them at, you know, left them at right. home. And then they became inherited by my collection, which at that point in time, I wasn't necessarily playing with them, but they were still, you know, in a box somewhere. Oh, so, yeah. so there were some, you know, you, you were somewhat collecting. And at that point in time, you just wanted bounty hunters. And I think you got them all maybe except for now. Nah, I think you got them all. Yeah, I think um, I got them all. I've I've bought all the bounty hunters at least twice that I can think of because well I guess three times because I had them all originally and then some went away and then what you just mentioned me replenishing the collection and then later when I was in the navy and they started they weren't Kenner but they started making mm-hmm. Star Wars toys again yeah. I specifically went and said I'm going to get all the bounty hunters and did that so I've I've had at least three sets of them in two different styles. Yeah, you're, you're over bounty, the years. Bounty hunter. I've got a problem here. with bounty hunters, apparently. Not yes. well. I mean, but it's there's only so many, so that's pretty good. That's yeah. that's pretty that's pretty good. Um, yeah. I'll tell you, I, you've never heard this tragic tale, but this is Ooh. a crazy one. So we were living at, you know, obviously our, our main home, which was in South Eighth Street, Martin's Ferry. Right. No longer with us, thanks, Todd. Um, yeah, you're welcome. So <laughs> the way the garbage would work is we had an alley directly, you know beside our house and that's where people would sit their garbage cans and so forth right i don't know what it was but our neighbor you know had um a box next to their garbage and it was kind of like on top actually on the garbage so it was like elevated enough that it was like a maybe like a paper box you know where you can okay store reams of paper so it had like a lid and okay. i don't know what in me went over there but i opened it up and it was full of toys and it wasn't oh. just any toys it was full of Random whatevers, but on top, there were at least a dozen Star Wars toys. And I oh, remember uh, Walrus Man or whatever, you know, you'd call him Ponda right. Lava or whatever, um, was there. And I believe there was like a snaggle. To- it was Cantina, and it was like cool freaking toys. And they're throwing them away. But in me, Fools. of course, talk about the biggest fool was me who didn't take them because I felt, you know, like it was stealing. So, you know, oh, snap, hey, Eric. That is I know. Isn't it tragic? I, yeah. Like for me to even have this memory, because I remember it was honestly it was like from a movie. You open the lid and it was like the sound oh. of <laughs> exactly and light come up. And then there's these toys sitting there and they're just like asking me to play with them and take them. But I didn't take them because I'm like, no, that's stealing. Not realizing they're throwing the crap away. So. Right. I mean, 
that taunts me to this day, as that, you can tell. That, uh, because as it should. It now, granted, granted, Todd, it would have ended up in the same fate. Do you know what happened to our toys? <laughs> no, no. Prior to their magical resurgence in the back of the hobby wagon, no. Like I said, yeah, I, well, I went off to was... college, then the Navy, then Florida, and I just assumed yeah. you had them. Where they, what happened from there? I have no idea. Well, I mean, they, well, they, they made it to our house. You know, obviously we moved one more time, and then during the final purge of we had to move one more time, which was a downgrade. Uh, we had huge basements in the past where they would just have boxes and boxes of toys and figures, which would have the combination of these and all other toys that we required. We didn't right. throw much away. We were somewhat of a pack rat family, um, right? And and yes. So when we moved, it was a matter of like Eric was 16 to 18, you know, around yeah. that time frame. Eric yeah. didn't give two craps about yeah. anything in the basement. Um, I was ma- I managed to save uh, I managed to save my wrestling figures because that's what I was into at the time. Right. And that was the right. extent of it. I mean, there were everything else was shipped off to some type of Salvation Army, some type of thrift store, something. So right. that collection, which would have been easy to fit in a shoebox. You know, right. And right. It, like it wouldn't have took storage. It just the foresight, like knowing uh, I just didn't think about it or care. Yeah. It, yeah. They are now in the hands of some other collectors. And I might be looking at the, you know, the actual <laughs> Emory and guard on eBay right now that we actually owned, you know, so yeah. it's it's tough to say. But that is where the fate. Yeah. So even if I would have found the garbage ones and took them, they would have ended up in the same location, which would yeah. be in the hands of someone else. So yeah, that Salvation Army, whoever picked those up, uh, they may, they they did well that day. They got okay. a lot of stuff that had somewhat value because I think by by 2000 they they would have had value. Like we would have known that these original Kenner toys have value, especially oh, yeah. eBay coming around. So oh yeah, that was no doubt. But luckily, luckily somebody went through and found all those toys and threw them in the back of our wagon. Yeah, and and, and bless them. For, it's, for they did. recovering those for us for the wagon that, that's, that's it's magical how all that works out that is indeed well cool eric this has been a fantastic little romp down memory lane talking about some of our favorite stuff and you know it, it makes me think because we had plenty of star wars but we also had a bunch of other action figures like you said we had, we had he-man you had a bunch of wrestling dudes all sorts of stuff we're probably going to have to dig through the, the, the hobby wagon and talk about some of those in a future episode i don't think we can cram all that in I think I think the Kenner Star Wars deserves its own featured spot, and I, I think we we should call that good, as it is. Absolutely. Any any Absolutely. any last words on our our little Star Warriors? No, I mean I just think that it's really important if you're ever in a conversation with Todd Nine, we start talking about Kenner toys, and we say, yeah, I think I'm going to try to buy this. Just stop us. Just do whatever yeah. you have to do. Pull out the taser. Do whatever. We will thank you <laughs> later to, yes. to stop this from happening. But I do recommend, like I said early in the episode, Plastic Galaxy is a great documentary, and the toys that made us Kenner um, explain the prominence and why adults like us, as kids, love these toys so much. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, and I've I've seen the toys made. I can't remember if I've seen Plastic Galaxy or not. If I haven't, I'm going to have to check that out. Well, thank you, Eric. Thank you, Kenner and George Lucas. Thank you, listeners, for hanging with us. And until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast Podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. 
There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the Toddcast. Thank you.